When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. The music world moves fast. Want to stay up to date on the latest albums and get in-depth examinations with the artists? Check out Consequence of Sound, the podcast. Bite-sized album reviews for the music fan on the go who wants to stay in the know and much more. Subscribe to the series on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider and let the writers of Consequence of Sound steer you right. Check it out at consequenceofsound.net slash podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. If you're not already a subscriber to the series, I hope you do hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from today. And that might be YouTube or Spotify. You can also, uh, of course, subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcast from, like iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And if you do grab it there, uh, please do uh, give a rating, leave a review as well. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Michael Schumann, also known as Mikey Shoes from the band Mini Mansions. We're going to be talking about the brand new record called Guy Walks Into a Bar. It's a concept record written and recorded in real time with all the highs and lows of a relationship. I'm, I'm reading that from the press release. But we do get really deep into exactly what that means how it directed his writing and affected everything down to even the track list of the album. We'll talk about collaborating with Alison Mosshart of Dead Weather and The Kills on one of the tracks called Hey Lover, bringing his Queens of the Stone Age bandmate John Theodore in to drum on this album and getting a slight Queens update while we're at it. And also how this all falls on the 10th anniversary of the band. We'll jump back to 2009 to get his update on how that uh, debut EP sounds to him these days and what it was like backing up the band Sparks in 2017. Talking about this great record called Guy Walks Into a Bar, it's Kyle Meredith with Mini Mansions. Hey, man. Uh, Mini Mansions, Guy Walks Into a Bar, a fantastic title. I, I almost want to start in a trivial side here to say, is there a favorite ending to that joke for you? You know, we were talking about that the other day, is that we should have, like, a whole slew of, <laughs> of our favorite jokes, and we don't, and it's kind of ridiculous. 
and stupid on our part. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess a uh, guy walks into a bar and he says, ouch. That's it. Yeah. That's, I know that's that one. That, that's, that's a classic. That is a, that's, that's yeah. almost as classic as, you know, wrecked him, damn near killed him, which doesn't even have, it's only the punch. Wow. You know, that's, that's, that's like my mom's version. <laughs> I was, uh, I was watching the, it's, it's just so off topic. I was watching the Chris Farley documentary that uh, Hulu had just put up over the weekend. And, and he uses that one in Tommy boy, I think. And it's, yeah, still yeah, love yeah. It. Yeah. Time. Well, on to the, the actual business. So this this uh, was preceded by last year's EP, Works Every Time. Do the two work together, uh, or is this is it sort of a part A, part B, or are these looked at as separate? We actually made the full record, Galaxy in the Bar, before we recorded the EP. So I guess the EP could be kind of a continuation, but it's all, you know, based on the same, you know, content. And so, and Works Every Time is actually on the record as well. So they all kind of bleed into each other, and they're all kind of about, love and relationship and the ups and downs and the uh, the beginnings and breakups of, of a relationship. As the press release talks about, I mean, it, it thinks it words it like uh, written and recorded in real time with those highs and lows of a relationship. I, I started thinking, like, as, as I assume from the songs I've heard, the relationship did end. But had it not, would this have been a different record? 100%. Like I said, I mean, the real time thing, it's like, uh, I had never done anything like that before, and I didn't intend to do anything like that before. But because all the content was just like kind of flowing out and was happening day to day, which made it actually very easy to write because I didn't really have to think about it too much. That's what kind of led to this this being uh, from beginning to end chronological story. Yeah, I guess it would have just been all like fun, happy times if it, <laughs> if it didn't end. Yeah. You get a you get a song like "I'm in Love" though, which you know is is sort of screaming happiness in a, in a way. I wondered how the other guys react, uh, you know, to a song like that in, in comparison to what you all had done in the past. It it just feels very different. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, like like that one, I, I basically just you know demoed it all and had it done before. You know, a lot of times in the past with the band, we we would get together and. And there's a lot more like back and forth and, and actually like building all the music up and then doing lyrics later. But that one was so specific and there was no there's not really any room for penetration from anybody else, you know, because it was so real and immediate. But I mean, it was kind of like, sorry, this is how it is. <laughs> and I mean, luckily, it's a good song and everyone you know stood behind it and knew what I was going through and, and you know, believed in it. So that's all that matters, really. I mean, writing's cathartic anyway, but is there anything that you felt you had to stay away from in this? Uh, you talk about it being very, very honest, but was there stuff that still, you know, I got to keep that one in my pocket? Not really, man. I, I, the only thing I wouldn't do is name names. I think that's kind of a no-no because it is someone real and someone's real feelings. And, you know, and this person actually knows about it, and I've talked to her about it. She knows basically there's a record about her. So it's a tough one, you know, and it's, it's uh, I got to be very delicate with how I put it out in the world. But but at the same time, you know, keep it real. And I'm really proud, proud that it's it's as real as it is. That's, that's always the gamble, right? If you date a musician, there's a chance that you're going to end up in a song, for better or worse. I mean, some people date musicians just for that chance. <laughs> well, that part's horrible. That's that's the really far bad part right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's scary actually. Uh, I, I did actually read that there was a there was um, one song on here that you said it was a tough call, not that you backed away, but it was a tough call to put on the record. And that's that's the end of it, right? With tears in her eyes. Yeah, that's right. I guess mostly it was because uh, the other guys in the band just didn't fully, I think, believe or understand that song. 
but it was really important for me that it closed the record because it really it really was the last song I wrote for that record and, and ended it perfectly. And I just felt like it needed to be on there to be complete. Otherwise, it would have felt a little like up in the air. So that was tough. And, you know, because you want everyone to be happy and, 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 and high five each other at the end of the, the record making process. That was it. But we figured it out and everyone, everyone you know, musically uh, contributed and got it to a spot where everyone was happy. It's interesting, you know, with a concept like this and with, you know, this, it, like you did, you wouldn't have to think about the track listing if you wouldn't want to. I mean, it all just kind of is what it, it already sits in place of what it was going to be. Exactly. That's what this, that's why this was maybe the easiest record I've ever made because halfway through the record it was making it, it was like, oh, we figured it out. It's already done. Sequencing's done. The album title came, you know, kind of like maybe quarter way through making the record. So it was just like, it's all makes sense. It's all here. We know what the cover should be like. It, it was just, it was, yeah, the hardest and easiest record to make. I yeah. think. With uh, with Hey Lover, of course, you tapped Alison Mosshart, which we're all big fans of. Do you know how she felt about playing the uh, the, the other half of this story? <laughs> um, I don't think we ever talked about it. And she didn't know my that person, the ex. But uh, yeah, we didn't talk about you know, I guess the role of it. But she, we did talk about like, or she, you know, she brought up like that you need to be delicate and put care into making sure that these words that I wrote get across in the right way and with the right sentiment, the right emotion behind them. So that's kind of what we discussed the most. And I fully entrusted in her to do that because she's brilliant. But no, we, we didn't. She's not the villain. She, you know, she's not the villain or whatever character. You know, played out. It's such a good song. I mean, the movements, the bridge in that is so cool. How how that works in that song. I mean, it's so sort of unexpected, I guess, in a way, the the way it's going. And of course, the video. You know, it's for something so simple. Of course, I just want to adjust the damn tracking the entire time, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think that that was a, that was like. I think the cheapest and easiest video we ever made too. And it, because the thing with video is like, all you need is one good idea and it doesn't, you don't really need a lot of money or production to connect with people at that level. And because it is literally just going off of the lyrics that are already there, it was, it was easy and fun and we didn't even have to be in the same city to shoot it. I, I do. I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, I feel like music videos are important once again, because I know they're, you know, we, we almost lost them there for a second and they seem really important to what you all are doing, especially with the last record and how, how you presented that. Do you all want to go further down that? I mean, is there a bigger film concept that you want to tackle at some points? Not really. I think we were, like you like you talked about the last record, you know, we, we wanted to make a, a video for every song. We actually recorded 25 songs for the last record, and half of them ended up being for this B-Sides record. So we tried to make a video for every song. We, we basically made one for every one on The Great Pretenders, and some didn't get released because they weren't good enough. But it was really important to us, but I think we also realized that we should never do that again. <laughs> Like you've done it and that's done. Now that's in, in a the, lot of effort. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really funny. Well, I'd still enjoy these. Of course, I bring up um, um, you get you you brought John Theodore from uh, Queens of the Stone Age into drum. I mean, that must have been an easy call. But is there any story there? He recorded drums on the whole record, and so I didn't actually think he would tour with us and kind of be the fourth member. But it, I just said, "Do you want to?" And he said, "Fuck yeah!" And that was it, man. And he's on tour with us. It's great feel like i need to take the chance is there a queen's update that goes along with this i mean do you all still because now you've got two guys that's sort of splitting the time with the one band do you turn right around this and, and next year the year after that yes <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no there's no stopping you know but uh also you know 
there's we're also not getting into any of any queen stuff for a while so we have we have a long year ahead of us supporting this record and and touring it and um talking to to folks like you now with all three members and i can say four members now in other groups i mean it seems like it would be a logistical nightmare to make an album happen is is that the case with with uh with mini mansions yeah i mean but because it's true right and i understand and i understand it and it is hard uh but at the same time, you know, it's not a nine to five job. You know, we're not clocking in every day, um, three to sixty five. So you find time to make a record, you write songs on the road, write songs at home, and then when we come together, we give it everything we got and make sure that we have enough time to, to promote and tour the record and, and it becomes easy in that way, you know. Well, it's, it's interesting because it, it so happens that this is, you know, this record falls on the 10th anniversary of the band, if I have my, my, uh, my math rights and everything. with That's that, true. Yeah, first EP. And, and sort of reading how critics have treated you since the beginning, it's almost like they always talked about it as a side project. But at this point, I mean, history has sort of proved otherwise on that. Yeah, man. I mean, that, I think that's been a little detrimental to our success. I really do, because I think it's been hard for people to take us seriously. But I do think, actually, with this record, that things are starting to turn around and people get like, okay, this is a third record, and they're not stopping, and it's a real band. So I finally feel like it. maybe it's it's time for us, and people uh, are putting that aside, no pun intended. Well, you know, it's it's just funny how, um, I don't know, I guess it's, it's almost narrow-minded to think, well, you can only have one main band, and anything you do outside of that has to be something else that's not your main band, but... Totally. Well, I mean, I get it. You know, the, the bands do do like side projects and they literally like just make a record and put it out and that's it. Or they maybe they do like five special shows. But we've been touring our asses off for years and years and uh, putting out a lot of music. So um, hopefully people, you know, get that and understand and respect it. I'll jump back to 2009 just for a second to, you know, kind of get your gauge on that first EP. How, do, how does that one sound to you now? How, how does that one rest 10 years later for you? Yeah, I don't I, I haven't listened to it in a long time. You know, maybe like once every couple of years, I'll put it on. It's interesting, man, because it's a completely different band. It's a completely different sound, different instrumentation. We were, I think, experimenting with something at the beginning, and now it's very realized and focused. So I still think it sounds just like us. It's just in a just a totally different take on it. But I think that's that's kind of the mini mansion's mission is to like make whatever kind of music we want to make as long as it you know comes out sounding just like us. You, you mentioned that word experimenting. I, I'd love to know what it was like backing up Sparks uh, a few years ago. Uh, dream come true. Yeah, I mean they're one of our favorite bands of all times, and you know not only like idols for us as human beings but like the way that they i think their trajectory of kind of like they should have been the biggest band in the world and they did have a lot of success back in the 70s and you know up until now but i think they should have been a lot bigger than they ended up being but they kind of did it their way and did it and maybe some people didn't fully understand what they were doing and i think that's kind of how it's been for us and uh but they called us we did we did a cover of their song sherlock holmes and they heard it and called us and and we ended up having them guests at an la show of ours and then they called us and said do you want to you know be our band basically and we were like yes please (laughs) and uh, i only actually got to do one of the shows but zach and tyler you know did the rest of the touring and i mean it was amazing it's amazing for sure uh well michael it's it's been a pleasure talking to you Uh, congratulations on guy walks into a bar i mean i really think you've done something special uh you know we've been a fan of you and the past and this one uh does something new and interesting and that's not easy to do in 2019 so uh i appreciate uh the music and your time 
thanks so much, Kyle. I appreciate your time and you, and you digging deep and uh, asking really great questions. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, hopefully we'll see you around there on the, on, the, on the road, on the tour. Hopefully. See you soon, dude. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks to Michael Schumann. Mini Mansions, the brand new album, is called Guy Walks Into a Bar. Hey, before you get out of here, don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now. Again, whether that's at uh, YouTube or Spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, including iTunes and Apple Podcasts, where I hope you do give a rating and leave a review as well. And then after that, you can head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every weekday. Consequenceofsound.net has your music and film news. You can find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.